0: Great stories, epic songs. Podplays. If you enjoy the new
1: and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs
0: anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from bert kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard welcome to the pod play entitled truck stop roses written by Corey batten
1: The Truck Stop Diner. As long as it's lived out on the American Highway, it's been great for two things. Helping you stay up, or helping you come back down. It's 2 a.m. on a Friday night inside Country Pride. A little 24-7 mom and pop sitting under a big buzzing red and blue neon double A. Lonely diesel pumps sit waiting next to the almost frozen buckets of windshield cleaner at the adjoining gas station. The parking lot is empty, except for one employee's car. It's cold outside, biting cold.
2: Like humming song no to can night Our wheels will make you leave it all behind Wheels, listen to them turn Wheels, let them bridges burn If you live in love long enough You're gonna put some miles above They'll put some smoke and freedom in the air Oh man, they'll put you on the road, I don't care Wheels, listen to them turn Wheels, let them bridges burn If you live and love long enough You're gonna put some miles above We we'll. we'll.
1: Sitting just a few miles outside the small town of Franklin, Tennessee, the Country Pride Diner is the last quiet stop before another big bright metropolis. Clint Walker, in his early 20s, sits at the counter on a red glitter vinyl stool with a baseball cap on backwards and cocked to one side. He's halfway through a coffee full of way too much creamer. After another bar-hopping night in downtown Nashville, he's on his way back down from a whiskey high, and he's got a ways to go. He talks on his phone, so... Everyone around can hear him.
3: Oh, man, you ain't kidding. She was something. No, I didn't get that number. You know how I play it. I slipped my last name into the conversation. If she wants to hang, she can Google me and do some work. You know what the I mean? The only
1: waitress on the clock is a beautiful shy brunette about Clint's same age. She comes over and reaches out the coffee pot to give him a refill. Clint gives her a once-over with his eyes before she goes.
3: And besides, brother... There is plenty of talent in the South. Yeah, man. Let's catch up tomorrow. Peace.
1: Other than Clint and the waitress, the diner is empty. A rare Tennessee blizzard moans and whistles past the windows. Snowflakes fall down heavy beneath the large outside pole lights that barely brighten the parking lot. An old-timey jukebox that saw its last quarter years ago is now just a plugged-in converted replica of a forgotten time. But it sits back in the corner and whispers ghosts of country music's past. Clint talks to the waitress like she's listening. My boys, thinking
3: I shouldn't drive. Lightweights, I'm fine. I say if you can text, you can drive. (laughs) Check it out. Yes, homies, I'm good. They dropped me at the diner again, Ubering the rest of the way home. See what I mean? Not even one spell correct mess up. I'm good to go. So what's your name? Do
1: you usually work the day shift? I ain't never seen you here before. Before an awkward long pause forces her to answer, the waitress is saved by the bright blinding lights of a semi truck rumbling up the hill. The light pierces the windows and Clint's eyes before spotlighting across the counter and past the fuel pumps outside.
3: Jeez, kill those high beams,
1: dude. I can't even see
3: my phone! So listen, I only know Sarah who works here and she knows my hangover prevention meal. But I can teach it to you, too. It's pretty easy. Okay, it's two pancakes covered in hash browns and bring the Tabasco. (laughs) Oh,
1: and a side of your digits.
3: I mean, dang, girl!
1: Saved again, this time by the front door bell chime. The waitress heads to the back to pull double duty as the chef and start making pancakes bringing part of the storm in with him and standing about six foot five. The truck's driver, Milton Spencer, is an intimidating figure, even after 80 years of gravity pulling him down. He's dressed in all black, matching the rig he just parked outside. The old man wipes his boots on the mat and makes his way to a stool, a few down from Clint's. The waitress immediately comes out and lights up with a big, warm smile. She greets Milton and pours him an all-black coffee and one of the taller mugs.
3: Oh, I see. Daddy issues, huh? You like them weathered. That's cool. Just let me know when Pops falls asleep on your date and you need a real man.
0: Watch your mouth, son.
3: Oh, okay, Clint Eastwood. You like girls your granddaughter's age, and I'm supposed to be quiet. How about you watch In her?
1: one quick, aggressive motion, Milton is off his stool and has Clint's arm pretzeled behind his back and his cheek pressed to the counter. Clint winces in pain.
3: I, 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 okay, old timer. I give. I give. I, I shut my mouth.
1: Milton eases the hold and goes back to his stool without saying a word. The waitress has already escaped the back to flip a pancake. Dang, G.I. Joe, what the heck? What are you, Army or
3: something? Jeez. I mean, I was only joking. You could have... Marines. Well, whatever. I mean, whatever you just did, that was some MMA type stuff. You ought to get in the ring. You know, like senior citizens tour or something. That's crazy. I mean, we can both appreciate a fine young thing in an apron though, right?
1: Milton quickly rises from his stool again, leaning towards Clint.
3: No, 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 no. No, no, not again. I'm sorry, old timer. Listen. Fresh start. Okay? What's your name?
1: Milton thinks about coming further but eases up and retakes his seat.
0: Milton.
3: Okay, Mil. <laughs> Good to meet you. See? That's better. I just got my whiskey jokes going tonight, that's all. I mean, I ain't here The
0: name's Milton.
3: Uh, Okay, Milton. So, what are you doing out at 2 a.m. in the snow? Cause you obviously ain't been partying with that mood you're in. What you got out in that truck? You coming from Lynchburg? You got some jack samples you want to share?
1: Milton looks out at his truck parked in the thick falling snow and just waits for several steel licks from the jukebox to pass. The mood? Is tense.
0: Where's your car, kid?
1: Oh, it's back at the condo.
3: I was not the DDD tonight. I'm just about to hit up an Uber and head home. D. 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 Dreaded designated driver. Come on, pops. Where you been? Out on that highway all your life? Ain't you ever heard about a DDD on your CB radio?
0: Pickles and salsa.
3: What's
1: that? Some kind of road slang or something?
0: Out in the truck. I'm hauling pickles and salsa.
1: Clint opens the Uber app on his phone and starts to put in a ride request, half paying attention to the old man. Ah,
3: no drivers available. What? Must be this dang storm. Everybody too scared to man up in this weather. What you think, old-timer? You want to fire up that truck and give me a lift? I'm just down the road outside of Franklin.
0: I'm not your D-D-D.
3: All right, then. I guess it's just me. You and Megan Fox over there for a while till the snow lets up.
1: Milton sips his coffee and stares up at the red second hand on the white clock above the stainless steel fridge, just ticking away. i tell you what, though. You better be glad my boys Trey and Jason weren't here when you
3: went all Van Dam on me. It would have been a much different outcome for you, Milt. You know what I'm saying?
0: It's Milton.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Listen, don't get off your chair again over your name. I mean, dang but my boy's always got my back, you know that.
0: Yeah, looks like it. You're stuck in a diner calling a cab on your goober app.
3: (laughs) Oh, he's got jokes.
0: What jokes? Milton stares stone-faced straight
1: ahead. He looks like a mix between John Wayne and Ebenezer Scrooge with a week old stubble and scraggly gray hair in need of some experienced scissors
3: i'm just saying when it gets real my boy's got my back i mean it's a jungle out there that downtown party scene gets cray and you gotta have some cover you know between the girls and their side games wanting a piece of you and people just acting up to snap a pic and get those hearts on instagram
0: sounds rough
3: you ain't kidding milton it is hey you got any boys still at your age I mean like bingo partners or other T-Rex trucker friends?
1: Milton just stares into the reflection of the still ceiling fan in his now halfway gone coffee. He thinks about heading back out into the snow and logging more miles tonight, but he knows he can't yet. He's here for a reason. The waitress still in the back puts away the butter next to a large bouquet of flowers on a shelf in the fridge.
0: Yeah. I've got two real good friends.
3: Yeah, that's all you need. It's like the Three Musketeers, right? The perfect number. So where are they at? Living back in your hometown? You guys write letters or something?
1: The old man thinks twice about keeping up his end of the conversation, knowing it will just mean more mouth from the kid. He slowly spins on his stool and rests his elbow on the counter. He can feel Clint back away an inch and tense up fearing his next move. Milton slowly folds up the sleeve on his flannel shirt, revealing the numbers 68 and 71 on his forearm in bold black ink.
3: Oh, dang, Milton! You're painted up! Is that how old they were when they died? Your homies? I mean, how old are you? You must be, what, 80 or something, right? So you've been without your boys for 10 years? Man, that must be tough.
0: It's 1968 and 71, Cambodia. They both died in Vietnam.
3: What? You lost them that long ago? Man, Milton, that's a 50-year-old tattoo. You would think it would be more faded by now.
0: Just had it re-inked last year.
3: Oh, shoot. Now that's what I'm talking about. Loyalty. I dig that. All right, Milton. See, we got something in common.
1: I KNEW IT! The waitress brings Clint's pancakes covered in hash browns and the bottle of Tabasco. She sits them down. Then she tops off Milton's coffee and sits two eggs over easy, with one strip of bacon down in front of him.
0: Thank you, Amy.
1: Amy smiles, grabs a towel, and walks out from behind the counter to start wiping down the empty tables and booths around the diner. She's too busy to pay attention.
0: So what's your name, son?
3: Clint. Clint Walker.
0: Well, Clinton, (laughs) what do you do besides brave that dangerous party scene?
3: Nah, you ain't getting off that easy, man. What happened to them? Your friends, I mean. Tell me more.
0: Milton takes a forkful of
1: eggs and a bite of bacon and pauses a long time before answering.
0: We were all friends who grew up in the same neighborhood and went through Camp Lejeune together. And yes, son, we were kinda like the musketeers. Old Joe was ambushed on a pre-dawn scout mission. We were blindsided by some trained villagers. It still sounds like thunder. I watched the sunrise come up in his eyes while I held him. He asked me to tell his new wife, Mary, he loved her, to watch after his new baby boy. I felt his last heartbeat in that neck wound when I was pressing against it with his Atlanta Braves bandana. He was gonna play semi-pro ball when he got back, but he never did. Terry, well, he stepped on a landmine one week before the end of his last tour. We didn't get to say goodbye. Jeez,
3: that's too much, man. That's like some Oliver Stone type stuff, but only real life. I'm sorry, man. You know, I I know it's not the same, but my older brother got hurt in Iraq.
0: Well, if he gave for his country, it's the same.
3: Yeah, and that stuff about holding Joe in your arms, I can kind of relate. I mean, when my brother came home, he was in a wheelchair and had to eat three course smoothies through a tube. I had to help change it when I got home from school sometimes. I was in junior high, so it was all pretty raw. I mean, not like what you did or
1: anything.
0: If you gave for your country, it's the same. We'll return to the pod play, Truck Stop Roses, in 60 seconds. We now return to the pod play, Truck Stop Roses. Amy has been
1: paying close attention to Clint's words while sweeping the floor. She notices the way his blonde hair curls under his hat. She thinks he's kind of cute when he's actually talking and saying something. Dang, Pops. I mean,
3: did you have that survivor's guilt they talk about when you got back?
0: I don't know what you call it, but... I know I was real mad for a real long time. But I think Joe Jr. saved me. Keeping my promise to Joe about his son gave me a purpose when I got home. Mary needed help, so a few times a week I got to watch that little boy grow up and start to look like his father. That healed me some, but not enough. But then Heaven sent Miriam.
1: Clint shuffles in his chair, obviously feeling emotions and retreats back into his glossy exterior. He looks out at the snow for a moment and jumps right back into character.
3: Man, AARP, you took on a lot at that age. I mean, you were still young. I can't even imagine. I had a scare a few months ago. I met this chick at a house party and she was smoking and we dug hanging out. One morning, she woke me up with a text that said I'm late. I spent five days feeling like my life was about to be turned upside down. I mean, I even met her parents. It was nuts, bro. After about a week, she told me it was a false alarm. We
1: stopped chilling after that because, I mean, well... Amy has stopped eavesdropping on the conversation, losing interest. And she goes back to stacking clean glasses
0: on a shelf around the corner.
3: You ever had a scare like that, Milton?
0: Yeah, I've had a scare, kind of.
3: Oh, come on, man. Spill.
0: Uh, Miriam and I had been married a little over a year, and she was pregnant at the time. I was on my first cross-country. All my runs before that had been out and backs to nearby cities like Cincinnati or Lexington, so when I hit that way station and got a note to call home, I figured Miriam just wanted to hear my voice.
3: Wait. Oh, yeah. That was long before cell phones, so... I guess you couldn't just shoot her a rose emoji or something.
0: Right. Whatever that is. Anyway. When they let me use the emergency phone in the booth, I had a bad feeling. What was it? The baby was turned, and both Miriam and our daughter were in danger. Miriam was in the hospital, and the doctor said I'd better get there fast. Now, back then... There was a 10-hour drive time limit on drivers for safety, and I'd already logged 12, but I went from Topeka to Middle Tennessee in nine more, straight. When I got there, she had already had the baby. She was over a month early, but they both were healthy, thank God. That was the longest nine hours of my life. So, yeah, kid, I've had a scare.
3: Hardcore, Milton. You know, it used to seem like forever waiting for my old man's motorcycle headlight to pull in the driveway. Sometimes, even during the week, he would shut down the bar. I think my brother and all was just too much on him. I guess sometimes in life,
1: time just moves too slow.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it moves too fast.
1: Both men keep eating their dinner-slash-breakfasts. The diner is so empty, the forks clink louder than normal on the plates. The steel guitar gently moans and echoes at low volume in the background. The wind whistles outside.
0: My old man had a hard time passing a bar, too. So, did you only have just the one kid? Yeah. Just the one girl. An angel. We couldn't risk it again.
1: Amy... Hearing Clint soften again, finishes writing up his tab and lays it there in front of him and walks away. On the bottom, she's written, thanks, Amy, and then a heart. Yo, Milton. Listen, I know it was a different time and all, but
3: didn't you feel like you could have had a lot more fun if you didn't tie yourself down with a family so soon? I mean, you were out on the highway. Talk about the life.
0: I would have never hit the road for a living, but... They were given a bonus to sign on at the trucking company and she had her eye on a little white plantation style house back in a cul-de-sac. So it was an easy decision. I hated to be away from her for one second, but the look on her face when she saw the ribbon tied to the frame that had just gone up on our new house was priceless. We spent 50 years there, raised our daughter, And lived a dream most people would only wish for.
3: Yeah, I know, but man, Milton, I mean, you had your freedom. You had your wheels. I
0: mean... You ever been in love, son? Well, this brunette waitress is making my heart
3: speed up every time she walks by, if that's what you mean.
0: Yeah, that's a good start, but I mean, the kind of love that makes you forget about war and the sounds of it. The kind of love that makes you want to earn a paycheck for something more than beer or yourself. The kind of love that makes you wake up wondering why she picked you.
1: No, I've never had that kind.
0: Well, I'll tell you, Clint. Other than that mouth you got on you, you seem like you might be an okay young man. So, I wish you the kind of love like I found.
1: Across the diner, Amy smiles a little while she struggles to pull the trash up out of the can. She sets it by the door next to several other black, hefty bags full of the day's mess. Then she walks back behind the counter and clears away the two men's plates and takes them to the sink in the back.
0: Thanks, Amy. Come with
1: me, son. Milton gets off his stool and quickly heads towards the piles of trash by the door.
3: Where to, pops? No, wait. Out there? It's freezing.
0: Grab a couple of bags, kid. Milton
1: grabs two bags in each hand, and Clint is reminded how strong he is. Milton backs out through the door, holding it open for Clint, who huffs, but grabs the two other bags and walks out into the cold.
0: This way, kid.
1: They walk behind Milton's semi on their way to the dumpsters about 50 yards away. The drifts are heavy and the wind is up, but it's peaceful. Outside, passing behind the truck, Clint sees a sticker on the back door that reads, Happy Days, with a picture of the Fonz in his leather jacket and a sticker of a pink heart beside it.
3: Happy Days? The Fonz? What's that? Wasn't that a TV show? And is the heart to show your feminine side?
0: Here, son, take my coat.
3: Oh, burn, old man. You got me good.
0: Milton
1: tosses his bags into the dumpster. He stares back at the stickers on his truck while Clint struggles to throw his in.
0: Those two stickers are the worst and the best days of my life. And I carry them with me every mile I go.
3: Alright, this mysterious old man thing has got to stop. Just tell me the details, man. Don't go all Twilight Zone. I always got to pry it out of you.
1: Milton stares back one more time at his truck when they get back to the door of the diner.
3: Dude, can we go back in? I mean, seriously, I'm about to be a snow cone out here. Come on,
1: bro, Sebas. Milton pulls the door open and the two men head back to their stools at the counter. Sitting in front of Milton sits the bouquet of fresh flowers from the
0: fridge. Thank you, Amy. Wasn't sure if they remembered
1: Amy winks from behind the counter as she makes a fresh pot of coffee for the night shift truckers who will be in around sunrise, which isn't too far off now.
3: Okay, now that's weird. You help with the trash and she gives you flowers? I guess my game is way off.
0: I ask them to have these for me because it's my last stop before home, and I know they'll stay fresh long enough to get them there alive.
3: Get them where?
0: To give to Miriam.
3: Oh yeah, back to that. What was all that best and worst day of my life stuff and those stickers? Don't keep me in the dark, Chief. The way that snow's coming
1: down out there, I think we still got some time before either one of us hits the road. Amy comes back with the pot of fresh coffee and fills both mugs. She half smiles at both of them this time. Clint notices her gentle hands and the sweet way she tends to Milton.
0: Okay. But one more cup of coffee and then I'm going to get back on the road. The Happy Days sticker is there because it's my favorite show. Because it was on the moment my life turned on a dime.
3: Ah, sweet. Yes. Miriam. Finally. Go on, Milton. I'm on the edge of my stool.
2: Clint
0: winks and smiles at Amy. I still had some pretty bad nightmares about the war when I got back and don't think I'd really ever dealt with losing my friends or some of the things I'd done. A local bartender suggested I go to a church counseling group. Didn't much like the sound of it, but I figured I'd just go once. I happened to go on a Thursday night in mid-December. I was surprised when I got there. They were all circled around in their chairs in front of a television set. It was a season finale of the show Happy Days, and I guess nobody wanted to miss it. I remember the volume was too low, and as I sat down, folks were asking a young girl who worked at the church to turn it up. That's when Miriam walked over in her long skirt, blue shoes, and twisted the volume knob.
1: Clint
3: looks
0: confused.
3: Wait, what?
0: Yes, son. No remotes back then. You actually had to walk up to the TV to turn it up. Dang! I knew right then. Knew what? I was looking at my wife. How? My heart sped up a little every time she passed by. He winks at Clint and smiles.
3: But your wife? I mean, come on. That's pretty quick to know all that.
1: Milton looks down at the bouquet of flowers in front of him.
0: After the show and the meeting, We talked over stale pecan sandies and hot apple cider until they started blinking the church gym lights at us. She was and still is the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen, inside and out. Her laugh was infectious and she never gave an inch. She knew who she was.
3: Wow, that sounds amazing, Milton.
0: If you look around this world, son, you'll see plenty of beautiful women. But I believe God makes all of us a person that fits just us. He sends them at just the right time too, when we're really ready. And they help make us better. She was open and soft when I was closed and rough. She was my color when it was cloudy. I didn't have to be anything but me when she was around, and Lord, she could tell when I wasn't, and she'd let me know. She had an eye for authentic in people.
3: I hope I find a love like that.
0: I used to steal the pillowcase off her pillow every time before I left again and take it with me on my runs so I could smell her hair and perfume as I fell asleep on the road. I promised I'd bring her flowers after every trip just to watch her light up. You see, son, real love isn't a one-nighter or a drunk text. It's finding that magical feeling and then doing the work to make the other person's life better. It's taking the long haul together, weathering storms, doing the chores and painting a picture that only the two of you can see long after either of you barely can anymore.
3: Okay, and
1: what about the pink heart sticker? Milton pauses for a long while, trying to hold it together. A single tear begins to well up in his eye before he speaks in a broken voice.
0: Uh, That's... that's a cancer sticker. And that... that was your worst day?
1: Milton clears his throat. Then the old man looks out at the snow that's lit up a bit and up at the clock.
0: (sighs) Well, looks like the snow has eased up. I better get back on the road.
1: Then he gets up off his stool, puts on his coat, and picks up his flowers.
0: She's waiting on me, and I made a promise to myself and to her. Milton leaves a $20 tip on
1: the counter and
0: heads towards the door. See you next time, honey, and don't forget to call your mama.
4: Okay. Drive safe, Grandpa. Don't stay at the cemetery too long, it's way too cold out there. And say hi to Grandma for me.
1: Clint looks over at Amy, completely surprised. He gathers himself for a moment and turns just in time to see Milton already reaching for the door. As Milton opens it to the snow outside and the sunrise just peeking over the horizon, Clint leaps off his stool and runs over to him. Hey, Milton, listen. Can I borrow just one of your flowers?
3: I'd like to give it to someone special.
1: Milton slides one long stem out of the plastic bag and hands it to Clint.
0: Sure, son, here. And good luck with Amy. You know, she looks just like her grandmother sometimes.
1: Clint swallows a lump in his throat.
0: And by the way, call me Milt.
4: Had to be pushing 80 Still driving that freight line I watched him jump down from the cab And head into the dime He took a seat up at the counter Right there next to me With twelve long stems wrapped in plastic For everyone to see I said, looks like you got a lucky lady. He said, no, I'm a lucky guy. And if this damn snow lets up at all, I'll make it back to her tonight. And he said, a few lucky men find the love of a lifetime. She's always waiting when I get home. All my years out on this highway She's gone bed alone But I always get her flowers That's the one thing she can count on And I'll be on. Truck stop roses till I'm gone Then surprise surprised me when he said When I get there that house will be empty But I won't stop I'll just drive right past Then I'll shut this big rig down About a mile out of town Lay these down by her stone In a field of grass a few lucky men Find the love of a lifetime She's always waiting there when I get home And all my years out on this highway She's gone to bed alone But I always get her flowers That's the one thing she can count on And i truck stop roses till I'm gone yeah, I always get her flowers. That's the one thing she can count on. And I'll be back. Truck Stop Roses till I'm long
0: This has been the pod play Truck Stop Roses, written by Corey Batten. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this Podplay, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime, from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit Podplays.com for the songs, more Podplays containing more original music, and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free Podplays app in the App Store now. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard great stories epic songs Pod,
1: if you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow and share with all your friends.